This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Welcome to the uh, program. We have a new president and the one that was going to wear the orange jumpsuit is not the president. Uh, Congratulations uh, to Donald Trump. Congratulations to all of his supporters and congratulations to Donald Trump for saying what needed to be said last night and giving a very eloquent um, and I thought humble and uniting uh, speech. I'm going to take you back in the time machine this hour, uh, back to 2008, uh, on what I said about Barack Obama. We listened back to it today, and it's pretty incredible and fits today. But I also want to talk directly to Donald Trump, and we'll do that, and we begin The day after the election, the day we make a choice on who we are going to be for the next four or eight years, begins right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, let me start where no sane talk show host would start, uh, from the life of Paris and Plutarch. Um, That's exactly what I was right? going to say. Right? Yes. Right, I know. Okay, I woke up out. this morning and I thought, <laughs> Plutarch. I couldn't believe your text. Yeah. I mean, Four <laughs> o'clock saying, <laughs> All right. Plutarch. <laughs> Plutarch wrote, And the armies separated, and after the victory, the king said, if we are victorious in one more such battle, we shall be utterly ruined. I want to talk to... I want to talk to everyone that is... People are feeling so different today. Half the country feels like they helped delivered a great victory to America, a victory that will help ensure freedom and liberty and prosperity and the continuation of a country they believe in. They feel they have delivered a victory over a four of a foe who is morally corrupt, over their supporters who are either equally corrupt or who have been fooled through propaganda. The other half feels betrayed by their fellow citizens who delivered a victory that will merely ensure more corruption, social inequality, economic ruin, the decline of the American power, and reputation around the world. No matter how you voted last night, or if you chose to abstain from voting, I have news for you. Both sides are right, and both sides are wrong. 
If your, if your side won last night, you might feel good today, and you feel like there is hope left for America. And if your side lost to, yesterday, it probably feels pretty crappy, and you may believe that all hope is lost. But today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2016. And guess what? The sun came up, and we're all still here. It came up in the east, and this afternoon will set in the west. Today, the national nightmare of the 2016 election is over. And now we can show the world who we are and where we go from here. Four months. In fact, Wolf Blitzer started this coverage last night. This is the most important election in history. Oh my gosh, I hear that every single time. But it is true. We've been told that we were voting to either save America or see it destroyed. That was the choice. The Western, Western civilization itself may hang in the balance of our vote. And if we don't stand for that candidate or for the other candidate, well, then we are personally responsible for the pending doom the dreaded opponent will most certainly bring. I have perspective. And all I want to share with you today is perspective. And I went back into the archives and I found quite a bit of perspective. And I think it will be helpful for those on the left and for those on the right, for those who voted for Donald Trump and those who didn't. Let me start with this. America, I, I, don't, I don't believe that America or the American spirit or the Western civilization is so fragile, so insecure, that one person possesses the capacity to bring about our destruction. It won't happen. It can't happen. I used to believe that. Pat and I talked about this yesterday on the air. We used to believe that. I'm a catastrophist. I know that. But we're much bigger and much stronger than any one candidate or party. We can't be complacent. We need to figure out our way forward. We need to do our job. But we also need not freak out. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. That is from Field of Dreams. No matter how you feel about President-elect Donald Trump, and please note, I wrote this and left that space blank yesterday morning when I got off the air. I honestly thought I would be reading this, and I haven't changed a word I filled in President-elect Trump. I haven't changed a word, and I thought I'd be reading it for the other side. I wrote this before the results came out. But let me just say, no matter how you feel about our next president, do not celebrate too greatly and don't be too despondent based on what transpired last night. Our nation is more than one election, more than one president, and America is great and always will be great because America is good. I think too often, and I speak for myself, we confuse the health and success of our nation with the health and success of our government 
or our politicians. We conflate loyalty to America to mean loyalty to the government or to the party. That is not American loyalty. Politicians come and go, but citizens are here to stay. In a representative democracy of a constitutional republic, politicians come and go quickly. In many cases, not quickly enough, but they do go away. The founders created a check and a balance system for a reason. A president is not a dictator. And once elected, they don't take power and control the government. They take their seat at the table as the leader of the executive branch. The current president and our next one are not America. This is why we have warned about growing powers. If you're freaked out today that the president has too much power, what did you do in the last eight years to help reduce that power? Because we told you it would change hands eventually. Our nation is more than our government. And unlike other nations, we are more than our land, our national boundaries, our wealth, or especially our government. We are not a nation founded on racial identity or genetic history. We're not based on the heritage of a single religion. America is a nation that was founded and based on ideas. That's, it was a revolutionary idea, and I contest it is still a revolutionary idea. An idea that permeated the world and is still aspirational for billions of people. That's our identity. That's who we are. We're not a country. We're not even a constitution. We're an idea. Ideas of human beings who, by our very nature, are free. This is what binds us. The idea that man was created, and he was created equal, and he has rights that are innate to each of us. The idea that every man is equal under the law of God and the law of man. The idea that our rights are superior to the will or opinions of the majority. That the rights of the individual supersede the president or the authority of any government or any group of people who presume to be our betters. The idea that governments are not the nation. The idea that governments are built up to protect those innate rights. And once they stop protecting them, they're destroyed and replaced. So in many ways, in some ways, in the big way, what happened last night is irrelevant. Our president has no more power to control America and determine our future than any one of us have to flap our arms and start to fly. Because no man, no woman can eliminate ideas. You know who's in charge of those ideas? You are. They're yours. They belong to each of us. They're inside your mind, they're inside your body, they're inside your soul. And nobody can own those ideas, nobody can control those ideas. They can put you in prison and you still have who you are, you still have your ideas. We are not in anyone's control. America will endure. America will sustain. No matter who's taken the oath of office on January 20th, 
because each of us have our own free agency. That is the binding agent of this nation. Now, with that said, I've told you for a while, no matter who gets to be president of the United States, I wouldn't want this job right now. It is going to be very difficult because we are going to pay for the sins of the past. And I don't mean the last eight years. I mean the last 100 years. We're going to pay for the sins of the past. It's inevitable. And he has an extraordinarily difficult job. So there's going to be dark days ahead. And no matter who we elected last night as our president, there are tough times coming in the economy, in the game of risk being played abroad. There's trouble coming in our streets. Some of us might be called to defend our nation. We're going to be called to defend our neighbors, our friends, our enemies, the people we disagree with. Those are the ones we need to stand up for. The voices that could be quashed by anyone in power or out of power that want to silence others. Those people we stand up for. And we'll do it in our own way, in our own expertise. I want you to remember this. There are going to be days when you think your neighbor will be absolutely dead right and the smartest person in the world. And then there's going to be those days when you think your neighbor is the dumbest SOB you've ever met. What the hell is wrong? What are they thinking? But here's what I want you to remember. No matter which day it's on, they will still be your neighbor. They are still your fellow American. They are still struggling the same as you. They are still trying to find the right path for themselves and their families, and they may be ahead of you, they may be behind you, but they are still just like you. They are just as anxious today to enjoy freedom and the success that freedom allows and just as anxious today to see others enjoy it as you are. You may disagree with everything else they say, but I promise you, the fear that they're feeling today, you felt before. They want to be respected and heard by their friends, their family, their neighbors, and they're trying to figure out what the hell just happened. But like you, they, they want your children, they want their own children to be f- free to think and experience the rights and the joys that they have enjoyed. Just like you, they have love and empathy for their fellow man. They may not know how to express it, especially when they're afraid. I want our president-elect, Donald J. Trump, the next president of the United States, to know he is my president. During my lifetime, I have seen presidents come and go. And I will do my sacred duty to grant him the honor and the respect that he and that office merits, as all citizens must. But each of us must also demand that they honor their sacred duty to us. I'm not a servant of the president. The president is a servant of us. He must honor us and we must honor him. And the minute a president fails to do so, as many predecessors have done before, they'll be replaced in four years or eight. We don't have bloody coups. 
That's what, make, that's what makes America, America. We're a nation that is founded on this covenant. The covenant our founders focused on was with God. But there's another covenant. We support the office of the president and we hold the president responsible for his actions and the president is obligated to represent all of the citizens, not just the ones that voted for him and her. And did you hear his speech last night? That's exactly what he did. I thank you and I praise you today, Donald Trump. Today, we erase the blackboard and we replace the politicians holding office if necessary, use the tools baked into our system like a convention of states. But today, we embrace our brothers and sisters We recall that each of us must exercise our free agency as we see fit, but we also must realize that the next president, the next Senate, and the next Congress does not control the destiny of our country. We do. This last election, for the clown show that it was, is not an indictment on our politicians. It's an indictment on us. We're better than this. We have to do better. But this came from, this was an obvious consequence of the past choices that we made beginning two decades ago, maybe longer. It was an obvious consequence. Now, what can we learn from the past to begin today to put a new foundation in so we don't make things worse? Our sponsor this half hour is Casper. If you have an uncomfortable mattress, one that traps heat, what the hell are you doing? Honestly, what, I mean, we spend more time. We, look, think of the money you spend on your car. For what? You're driving to and fro work and you're taking it out to go to a movie and going grocery shopping. Think of the time you spend in bed and you get up every day and you're like, I hate this mattress. Get a new one. And you can do it now with a Casper mattress at a fraction of the price. They've eliminated all the middlemen. They have, Time Magazine said this was the invention of the year because they've changed the industry. I'm telling you, they're going to put conventional mattress business out of business. They deliver right to you, 100% money-back guarantee. They don't have a showroom or anything else. And their king-size mattress, the one, I mean, believe me, I've spent much more than this on a mattress and I've hated them. I've spent less than $1,000 on a king-size mattress from Casper. That's the top of the line. Less than 1000 And it's the best night's sleep you will have. I love my Casper mattress, and you will too. Go to Casper.com, offer code BECK. Get $50 off the purchase of your Casper. It is Casper.com, offer code BECK. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com. <laughs> Program Mercury.
The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Let me go to the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glenbeck.com. Let me go to uh, Colleen in California. Hello, Colleen. You're on the Glenbeck program. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Very good. How are you? Great. I just wanted to call and say that I agree with you this morning that his speech last night was exactly what we needed to hear from him and what I think we all really hoped to hear from him if that was the case. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it didn't seem like, you know, there's been some things during the campaign mode where he was kind of reading it, and you could say uh, he doesn't believe a word of that. This seemed sincere. This seemed really good, really good. He hit exactly the right tone last night. And I think there's actually a part of Donald Trump that really does want to be that sincere, good president for America. But I also, you know, the, my whole tip, my whole thing, why I was torn to whether I was going to vote for him at the polls, because I, I, you can't. You, you don't know. You just have to take that leap of faith. And, and I didn't yeah. vote for him. Uh, but I didn't vote for Hillary either. Right. And last night when you know my, all huh. my family wanted me to vote for Trump, you know, and then I so have it turned out, though, client. it it turned out a vote for somebody else wasn't a vote for Hillary. Huh? Hey, Pat. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Pat. Thanks, Colleen. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. So I want to play something that I said on this day in 2008 when Barack Obama, and I want you to listen to this, especially if you didn't vote for Donald Trump or if you're on the left. I want you to listen what I said in 2008 on the day they announced that Barack Obama would be president-elect Barack Obama. I give the same warning to the Democrats that I gave to the Republicans in George Bush shortly after 9-11. Be careful how far you push this pendulum up. 
because if you take this pendulum and try to swing it so far up, the pendulum always swings back. And when it does, it goes back as far, if not farther, than you just swung it. That's what gave us Barack Obama. What gave us Barack Obama was the pushing of that pendulum so far. The wrapping of America in the flag and everything else and not really standing for anything. As they push this pendulum up, it's going to swing. Mark my words, Democrats. It will swing just as far the other way. And what I said was the danger after September 11th. You interject hunger and fear. That pendulum can stop. And it depends on who's, who's in power that grabs that pendulum. So while you may be happy today about Barack Obama, be careful what you do. Because we don't want an extremist on either end to grab the pendulum. We've got to, we've got to bring the pendulum and stop it swinging so far and bring it closer to the center. We're not that different. That might be the truest, best callback we've ever played of, of one of those clips uh, of something you said in the past. So that was 2008. So now let me issue an update on that. We know that to be true now. We know that to be true. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we saw last night in the exit polling is that 27% of those who voted wanted a strong man. Wanted a strong man. That is the interjection of fear and hunger of could be a million different things for a million different people. The pendulum swung too far. If anybody was worried about um, the power of the government like we were, if you weren't worried about that, during the Obama administration, we kept saying, somebody is going to come in that you're not going to like. You don't want to give them that much power. So let me give the advice on both sides. Republicans, please do not push this pendulum. Do not, do not go for revenge. Do not go for vengeance. Do not take the IRS. De-weaponize the IRS. Do not allow it to even be continued to be weaponized. Dismantle the pendulum. Do not swing it so far. Because as I said in 2008, it will swing back as far, if not farther, than you push it. Now, let me give, let me give some advice to the left that comes not from knowledge, but from wisdom. Because I've lived it. Last night, I heard Donald Trump called everything. Everything. I realize, I realize, as I pointed out under Barack Obama, there are echoes of 1933. Now, you didn't want to hear that when I said that about Barack Obama. Too much power is being concentrated in one guy. Be careful. That's what happened in 1933. 
Okay, you didn't like it. Last night, I heard so many comparisons of Donald Trump to Hitler. And we, on the right, must not dismiss their fear. For instance, people who are saying, people are going to be scooped up in the middle of the night, blah, 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 blah. You may not believe that. You may say that'll never happen. But instead of saying, oh, stop it, he's not going to ban all Muslims, stop it. That's a real fear. Remember the fears that you had under Barack Obama. They could tell you a million times it wasn't going to happen, that he wasn't going to suspend the election, but a lot of people still had that fear and wouldn't let go of it. And every time they said, oh, please, that's ridiculous, what happened? Did you feel better? We have to say, look, I don't believe he's going to scoop up Muslims. I don't think that's going to happen. He's not going to ban all Muslims. But let me tell you something. If he does, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I will stand against anyone who does anything against a man because of their religious beliefs. I'm for the Constitution. Don't worry about it. And if we cross that bridge, we're going to cross that bridge together. Take that attitude instead of dismissing their fears. Because many on the left are truly afraid today. They need reassurance from reasonable people on the right. And that's what Trump tried to do in that speech. Exactly right. That is what he did. It's right. Exactly right. That was his point yes. in the speech, I think. So we need to make an effort. It is our job to reach out now to our friends, our friends who didn't vote for Donald Trump. They don't have to be on the left. They could be people who didn't vote for Donald Trump, um, and they're on the right, and they're constitutionalists. You need to tell them today, don't worry about it. I know we had all kinds of words. I know we had all kinds of words. Let's forget about that. Let's move forward. Listen, if he would do something like that, which he's not, don't dismiss their fears, please. Learn from my mistakes from 2010. The other thing, to the left, every time you call him Hitler, Believe me, because my job, I see my job as using history to teach. That's not what you're doing. When I'm using it, I'm taking a historic piece and saying, look at this piece. This piece looks exactly like 1934. But what you're doing is you're saying, he's Hitler. No, he's not. Only Hitler is Hitler. But you, when, when I said that about Barack Obama, I, I never don't believe said, you ever said Barack Obama no. is Hitler. You no, know, I didn't. You've never. Never did. Never did. But I did say these earmarks happened at that time. And yeah. this could be very Hitler-esque. This is how it started. The seeds are very important to point out. So I will listen to you on the seeds. When you say, Glenn, look at this. I am going to say to you, I know, I know. But I'm with you if we continue down that road. I'm not going to dismiss that warning. But don't, I'm telling the left, do not call people sexists, racists, Mm. Hitler. Don't do it. Too late. As a guy, it's not too late. Well, they were doing it last night. I know. But today, we have to have a period of forgiveness. They're scared. And, I, and we also have to have, please, I am the guy out of everybody in the country. 
I am the guy who knows these things because I've learned them firsthand. You won't get anyone on our side to listen to you if you do what you did to George W. Bush or what we did to Barack Obama. It will only get worse, which will cause the right to push the pendulum even further and dismiss you and say you're a bunch of kooks anyway. I'm not listening to you. Please, please. The left has a... And you feel justified because that's what they did to the right in, in 2008. Correct. And we felt justified. Mm-hmm. We felt justified. They will feel justified too. We must be better. They, we have to listen to them. Please listen to them. Anybody who's on the left, don't be angry. Please don't be angry. It won't get you anywhere. I will fight by your side. I hope I have gained some credibility with people on any side that I am a constitutionalist and I will stand next to any man who stands for the Constitution. I will stand by your right for religion, for speech, political, abhorrent speech. I will stand by your side. But I will tell you this. I understand your fear. But as a guy who has learned firsthand, you're going to survive. To the right, don't punish. Please, don't punish. 2020 is going to look very, very different than 2016. If we are lucky, Donald Trump will be the president of all of our dreams. We have a chance to change things. But if we engage in vindictiveness and anger on any side, our children lose. Let's be better people, please. Our sponsor this half hour is Simply Safe. By the way, stations, we are going to be carrying Hillary Clinton's uh, speech. Uh, in uh, about 45 minutes, so... She did not concede last night. That, no. Did not concede. I have a problem with it. Others don't. But I, I thought that was... I thought she oh. should have waited up. Yeah, I thought it was classless. Yeah, I thought she should have waited up. But um, Simply Safe, the home security that protects millions of Americans. To help keep you safe, they keep improving their service. And right now, they have a new Simply Safe security camera. A Simply Safe security camera that connects to the sensors in your alarm system. So if something moves, the camera turns on. Somebody comes home, you get a recording. Someone tries to open a window, you get a recording. You will see everything that happened in your home. Somebody tries to break in, Simply Safe will call the police and then show the police the evidence of the video. Check Simply Safe. They have brand new cameras out today made by Simply Safe. SimplySafeBeck.com. Check it out simplysafebeck.com go there now simplysafebeck.com you're listening to the Glenn Beck program
the Glenn Beck Program. I think what sums up our feelings, mine and yours, because we, we talked about this earlier, Glenn, is uh, what you said on November 5th, 2008. And, and it sums up exactly, I think, what we're... What we just played? Yeah, no, what, we're, what I'm about to play about what you said about Barack Obama being everybody's president. He's the president. He's going to be the president of the United States. Let's give the man the respect that the office deserves. Mm-hmm. Let's be better people than they were to George W. Bush. Well, be better people than, than the left was to us. Let's treat them the way we would want them to treat us. And I believe... That's by saying, congratulations, President-elect Barack Obama. You have the toughest job in the world. And in any way that I can, I will help you and support you. I am not going to sell out my values. But I think any man of honor, any man of integrity, any man who deserves to be in the Oval Office can appreciate that. You're not their president. You're not the president of the left. You're the president of the United States. You're our president. You're my president. In any way I can, without selling out my principles, we will help you. And that was really the key, right? Because then people will say, why would you fight against him so hard? Well, because he assaulted our principles at every turn. And, 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 and I will say this, we got a lot of heat at the end because once he was a lame duck he, and, and it was politically expedient, um, he came back and he reached out. During this campaign, they reached out to Republicans. Yeah, and they the said, first hey, time in eight years. You're not, you're not haters. You're not haters. Right. Well, that was the first time they had ever said that. And yeah. we complimented him on that. When Michelle Obama came out and said, you know, what he said on that, uh, you know, on that bus was wrong, and it's bad for our children. And I believe she meant it, and I complimented her on that. You know, it was just, it, it, when it came to policies, it, it was all upside down. Mm-hmm. Now, could I have done a better job of, uh, of listening to others and, and being more guarded in my speech? Yes, I could have. No, no, you could. Yes, I could have. Yeah, well, you no. were perfect at every but, turn, as usual. Yeah. No, but we, but, we all, but, we, but we all were. Now, the, the question is, Will I learn from that? Because this is a new slate. Yeah. This is 2000. This is 2008. It's 2016. We've done the same. We've done this. This our third time since I was awake. You know, really awake and involved. We saw what happened when the left contested the election and 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 then called him selected, not elected, and then called him all kinds of names. Uh, you know, he was too stupid to be in. All of it. Okay, I got it. I got it. That didn't help. That didn't work, did it? It didn't bring anyone over to your side. It just pushed the pendulum farther. And then when you got in, then we did that to you. And we only pushed the pendulum, your pendulum, farther and the pendulum farther because when it swung back, we now have Donald Trump. Think about 2020. Please. Mm. Let's learn from our mistakes. And by the way, can we can we stop with the election is rigged thing? Is oh it gosh. time to put that to rest once and for all? I mean, we, we've heard nothing but that since the beginning of the Republican primary. 
and all through even the general. And in the last few days, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. I, I think this is a pretty good indication when you're winning Wisconsin and maybe Michigan this is not a rigged election. Good system. I mean, we, you know, it's a it's a flawed system, and there is mess, and there 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 are people that vote should, should not vote. But if they couldn't have gotten this system to get Hillary Clinton in, she was ahead in the polls. Right, perfect time. They can't do it. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. Donald Trump is the next president of the United States. And all of us on this program sincerely hope he does a great job. We cannot afford a failed president. We just cannot afford it. Um, The world reached out to him last night. Um, Not all of it in a kind way. Uh, But he reached out in a very kind way and said to those voices that have stood against me, I want to reach out to you. We will reach out back to him. He is our president and we will do everything we can without compromising our principles. We will do everything we can to help him succeed and take him at his word. I had a great phrase. And this is the way we feel. I heard it as Washington, but let me put my name in it instead of Washington. What happened last night was the Trump supporters took him seriously, but never took him literally. I took him literally and never took him seriously. That was my error. And... We want to hear how you feel, and I want to play his really gracious acceptance speech, and Hillary goes live here to give her concession speech in just a few. We'll carry that as it happens. We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to take, I want to take some of your phone calls. We want to get into uh, his accepted speech here in a second, but I want to hear how you're feeling today. Um, and if you want to gloat, it is gloat fast. If you want to gloat, uh, you know, feel free to call us. We'll even play the song for you. Reese in uh, Pennsylvania. Hello, Reese. Uh, Reese is gone. Let me. Are you there, Reese? I am. Can oh, you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can. Uh, first of all, thank you guys, uh, all of you, for everything you did last night. Uh, I hung in there with you until about two thirty, and uh, wow. really appreciate nice. everything you guys did. Um, second of all, I, I, I wanted to uh, give a lot of props to Tommy Laren. Um, she. It was obvious that she was sort of the the odd man out in the room. She last was outnumbered. Night, There's no question. She was outnumbered. <laughs> at least at the beginning, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And you talk about uh, Gloatfest. She had every opportunity to um, I told you so to every per- person in the room. 
and she didn't. Um, you know, before this election, before last night's coverage, Tommy wasn't really on my radar. I was. I, I'm 38. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a millennial, or at least I don't identify with millennials. And um, seeing her last night and keeping her poise and keeping her professionalism and, and moving forward, I think last night's room was a really great microcosm of what a lot of rooms in America were last night. Uh-huh. That we may disagree, but so, on so on policy, but we agree on principle, and we, we can get there together. We, so I, thank, I tell you, thank you for that. We honestly, uh, at the Blaze, um, the Blaze management, programming management. They even thought at one point about not doing uh, electron coverage because they said everybody is too divided. And our case was, no, 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 that, that's exactly what it should be. It should be is a group of – Yeah, that's where America is, a group of people coming together and saying, we got to work this out. And exactly. uh, it, it was it – was, there were times it was tough to do, tough to even endure. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't know if it was tough to watch, but it, it was – it was one of the more tough things I've ever had to do. And I'm really glad, Glenn, that somebody at some point finally got Tommy a blanket. You could see on television <laughs> how cold that poor thing was. I've been married long enough to know. It's oh, cold well, I mean, and look, Tommy and I it. have not agreed on everything uh, as we go to the election, obviously. But, I mean, I fully agree with her uh, opinion on how freaking cold this room is. Well, what's the result? <laughs> unite right there. <laughs> she and Sarah, Sarah Gonzalez were both just out of their minds cold last night. <laughs> Sarah's like, but, I can't feel my hands. But I've lost all feeling in my Thank you much for what you do. Thank you this very is, much. I appreciate this is it. where the unity begins, and and you you yep. guys are doing it in true form. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Last night was you know what one of the things that we all did, and I I don't know about well Stu drank. You didn't play your guitar. You brought your guitar in. You I, I, it just it's too loud, and so I I couldn't I yeah. didn't know where it fit. Okay. Really. Well, I I painted the night. The painting was much. Quiet. And I I you know it was very quiet. Um, but I have to tell you, it's what got me through. I, I, we, I said to everybody yesterday, whatever you have to do to relax. Whatever and I had to watch to my porn on mute, but I, I made it yeah. okay. <laughs> right. You were very relaxed. <laughs> you didn't say anything except, oh, yes, a few times, which was <laughs> disturbing uh, when we were reading the election, election results. Yeah. But strangely, it kind of worked for a lot of people. Let me go to uh, Nate in Virginia. Hello, Nate. Hey, hey, how you guys doing this morning? I'm listening Good. to WLNI 105.9. They yes. carry you guys. Um, Thank you. Listen, can I tell you something? I'm a, well, I was a Trump supporter. I called you maybe four months ago because you were inviting Trump supporters to call and explain themselves. Yes. And we had a long conversation. I was perhaps, if you remember, the gloomiest conversation you probably ever heard. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's a challenge on this show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no. Uh, Those listen, don't stand I hated out. you guys for a long time now. For you like, hated us? They hated us hated you guys you because know, of the because Christian. of trump yeah because of yeah. everything that happened i want to tell you guys after last night and early this morning there was a burden that's been lifted off me i don't hate you guys anymore oh, that's awesome i, okay. I understand you guys i you okay. know even though i didn't want to listen to you guys i still did like an idiot and it, it, made, <laughs> it made me even angrier every other day but listen, now, what happened now so what happened to today what happened today uh, it, it was like when i got saved to be honest with you, it was well, like Trump won, some, right? something came and took away all that hatred inside me that I had for mm. you guys, and it's released and it's gone. And I, mm. I don't have any other explanation for it. I, I know where you stand. I know everything about you guys, but you're my brothers. You're my fellow brothers. We're conservatives, and 
I'm sorry. Can I tell? Can I apologize as a listener to you for hating you? Because all it did was hurt me in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, uh, uh, Nate, I just want to let you guys know that, that I love you, and we're going to build this nation again. Okay? We we're are. We're going to start with the Constitution, and I know you guys support that 100%. So let's start there, and let's worry about the problems when they come. This is I pity Donald Trump because he's got a lot on his plate, <laughs> and he's got to come through for us. You know, I, it's a tough I, job. Not, I will tell you that this is going to be the hardest job any president has had possibly since Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, this is no, going to be, be a difficult four years. That's a great yeah. call, though. Nate, yeah, thanks. That's awesome. Thank you for thank doing you that. Enough. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank Good. you. An apology accepted, and our apologies to you if yeah. we did anything that that um, that uh, caused you to hate <laughs> Caused you to hate Oh, us. wait, there's lots of that things that happens. happens. People hate us all the time for real yeah, I mean, reasons you know, all the time. I hate these people who like have seen one clip of me on YouTube and hate me. And that's He's, not the case here. Watch me for a while. Listen to me for a while. Come up with some good reasons. You can build up, you can build up some serious. <laughs> yeah. No, you can have really oh. legitimate case to hate me. And by the way, you know, you played the clip earlier. That to me, that's what this means. This is a, when you have a president. There's a lot of things we've said about Donald Trump and things that I believe are real negatives, and I, I am a skeptic going into this. However, with every president, left, right, Barack Obama, you get a clean slate when you go into that job because. When you're uh, trying to analyze what a president would be, you have to look at their past and what they've done. That's how you do it. But there's no reason to look at that once they get into office. You judge them on the job they've done. And so I mean, in fact, may I suggest this? Would you in our in our audio archives, Pat? Yep. Will you go and delete every negative Yep. thing on Donald Trump. Everything that he said during the campaign. I'm going to do that today. Yeah, delete it. Delete all. It's a clean slate. Uh-huh. We start with the man he is today. And there's and and I can't uh, for Nate. Thank you for that call. It means the world to us. Um, it really does. Um, but let me uh, let me say this. Um, the ones we really need to reach out to are the people who are truly afraid today. They really, truly believe that Donald Trump is going to be the death of us. Now, and we believe that about Obama. Yeah, and quite honestly... To to the very depths of our being. Quite honestly, if it wasn't that I had weathered Barack Obama, I would be saying the same thing today about Donald Trump. I, I, I have my issues that everybody knows. Um... However, clean slate. We will survive. We'll survive anybody. We will if we stay together. Don't dismiss those people who are afraid. Don't allow yourself to be dragged into what we just went through. Because listen, what, what did we just go through? We just went through a year. We're, listen to what he just said. The only one who lost was me. In many ways, I feel the same way. The only one that lost was me because we, we couldn't even talk to each other anymore. I, I want you to listen to next hour because I, I want to tell you a story about my grandmother. And I want to tell you a story about Plutarch. somebody else's. <laughs> oh, you're such a jerk. Somebody else's family that missed 20 years. Somebody, Ronald Reagan, 
I want to tell you a story about Ronald Reagan that you need to hear today. Because it's happened in my family with me and my grandmother. And I so regret it. I think of my grandmother Beck, who my grandfather Beck was not a good guy. And I was not close to him at all. And I, I, I was spooked by him, quite honestly. Didn't like him. And, um, but my grandmother was sweet. And my grandmother, quite honestly, was an abused woman. And I didn't know that. Mm. My grandmother, when she would see me, the only real memory I have of my grandmother is, A, reading to me, which nobody used to read to me when I was a kid. My mom didn't read to me. My dad didn't read to me. My grandmother did. And only my grandma Beck. And the other is, she had a lot of grandchildren, but I was the only one that she would bake a pie for when I would come over. If, if I was coming, she would make lemon meringue pie, and it was just for me. And she made the best lemon meringue pie. My grandmother died asking, when will Glenn come and visit me? I didn't because of my own stupidity and fear and history and awkwardness because it became too late and I didn't know how to say it and I didn't know what to do and I so regret it. Let me share a story of another broken family that you will We're not a country. We're a family. And, you, and they always say, well, it's blood. You're born into it, and you don't choose your family. Yes, you do. I chose. I chose. And I chose incorrectly. You can stop calling your brothers and sisters and stop seeing your brothers and sisters and stop going to... But you go, usually. You go because you know you have to. Because in the end, we're family. We have to choose today. Are we family? Or are we just people that just live on the same planet, in the same space, at the same time? Let's choose family. Um, Our sponsor, this half hour, is Goldline. Last night, the world was freaking out. Uh, what did the Dow end up getting up to? 700 and something down, 700. And as I said last night on the, um, on the feed as we were doing the election coverage, that is the world really not expecting Donald Trump to win. And they hadn't figured the, the cost of Donald Trump. And so you had a lot of people that were like, oh my gosh, the world is going to burn down. We're still standing today. And so they panicked. And Wall Street panicked. Gold is still up today. The Dow is down. Does anybody have the Dow now? And where is gold stand today? Gold was... was uh, it's always been right around 13. Yeah. I think it went up 50 bucks uh, yesterday. The peso is garbage. Sorry, Mexico. Wow. You've already built the wall with the <laughs> what happened to your peso last night. Uh, the dollar was not doing well last night. It was, it was bad. But, well, however, 16 right now. That just, yeah. that just 
it just it has to balance itself out. You have to get the people who are squeamish out of the market, and you'll get other ones in. Um, so we do have problems, but this is not the problem. Um, you see the Dow correct itself. It's not the problem. Uh, it's not going to be caused by Donald Trump. It's going to be caused by structural changes or structural flaws. So, gold line, you have time right now. The one thing the world hates is uncertainty. The one thing gold provides is certainty. That's why it went up last night. Now is the time to buy gold at Goldline. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Read their important risk information. Get them on the phone right now and talk to them. These are really good guys, and they're expecting your phone call right now. 866-465-3546 or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Glenn Beck program. Yeah, we have uh, Hillary Clinton's concession speech coming up in a minute live. She didn't give one last night, which, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but a half hour after they canceled it, she conceded. Um, and uh, uh, I just, I wish she would have given it last night. This is the end of two dynasties, really, um, this year. The Bushes and the Clintons. Right. Um, at least until Chelsea. Yeah, at least until Chelsea. I, I don't think that uh, come back, it comes back around. I don't think so. Um, but uh, it, was, it was interesting to watch. That did, Hillary Clinton is done in public life as far as you know, being a, a, a public servant, at least for the next four years. She's not going to be in the Trump administration, and, and that's amazing. And she's not going to run again. Seventy four years no, old. No, of course not. So, of course not. She's going to go off into the sunset now. That's amazing. Uh, all right, let's t- play a little bit of uh, Donald Trump's speech last night, which was extraordinarily gracious and exactly the right tone. I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. She congratulated us. It's about us. Listen to that. On our victory. Listen to that. And I congratulated her and her family on a very, very hard-fought campaign. I mean, she, she fought very hard. Hillary has worked very long and very hard over a long period of time. And we owe her a major debt of gratitude for her service to our country. I mean that very sincerely. Now it's time for America to bind the wounds of division. Have to get together. It's Lincoln. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. For those who have chosen not to support me in the past, of which there were a few people. (laughs) A couple, one or two. I'm reaching out to you 
for your guidance and your help so that we can work together mm. and unify our great country. Work together. Yes. Guidance and help. As I've said from the beginning, ours was not a campaign, but rather an incredible and great movement. So we should reach out back to him. I am reaching out today. I will call him today, whether he takes my call or, you know, and I'm not saying that he's going to shun it. I mean, he's now the president-elect. Um, so oh, he's yeah. a little busy. <laughs> maybe a tad busy. Yeah, might be a tad busy. Um, but uh, I will call him today. And if I don't get a hold of him, I will write a letter and I will even post the letter so you can read it. And um, I will reach out to him today. Um, he has our support, as I said, from the beginning. We will give whoever is president our support. That would have gone for Hillary Clinton as well. I won't sell out my values, but I will support you. We cannot, we cannot have a failed presidency. And anyone who, is, who says they want to be the president of all people, uh, I am, I'm there. That's what this he is, said. The, this is the very first time he has said that. He has said before, he doesn't need us, doesn't need our audience or whatever, and that, that's, the, that's campaign. He's now the president. We are there. At least I am there. This show is there. So whatever we can do to help him, um, as long as we're staying constitutional, we're there. We are the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Waiting for Hillary Clinton to speak in just a moment. Um, uh, she is not given her concession speech. She was supposed to start at nine thirty. She has not taken the stage yet, so we will talk to her or listen to her here as uh, as it happens. Um, let's just we haven't really recapped what happened. It was quite remarkable what happened last night. Um, Donald Trump uh, looks like lost the popular vote won the Electoral College, that is going to be a problem. They're going to come after the They're going to come after the Electoral College, and we are not a direct democracy. We are not. It is important. Otherwise, New York and California and Texas will always pick the president, and everybody else won't have anything to say about it. So we're not a de- direct democracy for a reason. They already want, the left already wanted to take the, uh, go after the Electoral College, and they will put a lot of money into an effort to do so. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, this is their second election out of the last, out of five, which they won the popular vote but lost the election. They are, I mean, look, that's not our freaking system, so they can screw off on that point uh, at some level, uh, but uh, they will try. I mean, they're going to come after it, and, and uh, you know, the, so, you know, the, the big money will pour money into efforts like this because, you know, a lot of people look at that and say, why do we need the Electoral College? We just, just have the vote count. They're not gonna, it's, it's a nuanced argument to understand why you yes. need it, yes. and mm-hmm. they, will, they will put a lot of money into getting it. The, the surprise... Small states matter. Right. If, if the Electoral yes. College is not there, small states don't matter. It will never matter. Iowa will never matter. matter. Nebraska like Maine, will never matter. 
Yeah. Montana, Montana, nothing Utah, will matter. Forget it. You won't have any say. No. They have be California, here. Texas, Florida, right. New York. That's it. That's all that will matter. Um, so last night, it was, uh, you know, the surprises and, and how Donald Trump was able to turn this in his favor uh, come from the, the whole Rust Belt strategy that has been talked about really this whole time. Um, and it never seemed to materialize in a huge way in the polls, though he was more competitive than past uh, Republicans. Uh, he uh, was able to, it looks like, um, for sure win Wisconsin um, by about a point. Uh, Michigan, he's still leading by about, uh, you know, two-tenths of a point, maybe. Um, Isn't that amazing? He won Wisconsin, which nobody yeah. believed was possible. And he's leading in Michigan, may win that as well. Yeah, and I mean, Win both those states and Pennsylvania? That's what I was going to say. That, I think that one's the biggest surprise. My Gosh, um, it's unbelievable. What he Incredible. said he would do, he did. Yeah. What he said he, sure he would did. do, he did. I mean, he didn't get New York and New Jersey like he thought. No. But Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan's a huge, That's huge. accomplishment. That is absolutely That's huge. Massive. Is, I'm going to give him, uh, I'm not sick of winning yet, but uh, <laughs> big, it I was mean, a big win. Look, when we talked to Trump supporters from the very beginning, they promised three things. Uh, we're going to win the primary, we're going to win the election, and he's going to be a great president. They've done two of them. Yes. Um, I really hope, I really hope they're right on the third one. Uh, and we'll be hoping and praying. Yeah, I mean, I got, this would be fantastic. Hopefully he, you know, he hopefully he's he is everything that, it, that his supporters believe he is. If he's half of what his supporters believe he is, uh, this could if be great. he just gives us a good Supreme Court justice nominee. No. That's a big, that's a that's big, big. but that's not it. And it's not the only no, thing, it's, but it's huge. Yeah, but it's huge. Right. And, I mean, you take what you can get. The, the what's his face is off the table now. What What's Merrick or what? Merrick Garland. Yeah, he's good. Garland. Yeah. Thank goodness. He's off the table now. Good. And we'll see what, what Trump comes up with. But if he's. Scalia list of is 20, the one we're replacing. Not Ginsburg. Yeah. Scalia. You must have, I mean, you want a big move. You want a really big move. And, and one that will unite, that will bring, mm-hmm. for sure, the never-Trumpers to the table. Mike, Mike Lee. Lee. Mike Lee. Or his brother. That'd be okay, too, really. <laughs> but Mike Lee would be, that'd be a great start. Yeah, I mean, and put Mike Lee on the, on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. He was that on is a list. huge, yeah. I mean, that's what, te- that's what Ted said. He got... Ted said that's what he got out of him was a promise that Mike Lee would be the guy. Or, or on the list, right? Yeah, I thought it was on the top of the list, but it may have been just on the list, but I thought it was on the top of the list. I've heard reports about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, look, he, you know, he would be great. And, and that's the thing, you know, if he does those things, uh, and again, clean slate, if he, I will judge him on his actions. If he, yep. if he nominates a good justice, I'm going to be 100% behind Everything him that you said it right just recently, everything that we've been arguing about because it's the only thing we had to judge on, is his past. You cannot believe his word because of what he has said in the past. He's disagreed with himself over and over again. Okay, that's over. Yeah, that's the, that's the, now he gets the benefit of the doubt because he's the president of the United and States. And he says he's going to do it, so let's yeah. support him as he tries to do it. With giving him the benefit of the doubt, for instance, he's not going to put Hillary Clinton in jail. And we, as, as, as Americans, as the real Trump supporters, there are those who took him literally on things like that. He is the president of the United States. I just don't think he's going to do it. And I don't think he can. I can make a very good case that he can't. Uh, I can make a very good case that he can and should, but I also can make a very good case that he can't or shouldn't. 
Um, uh, but we'll see what he decides to do. He made it very clear that he would appoint a special counsel and he'll put her in jail. Uh, again, I mean, I, let's see. But, but whether that's even right to do, we need to talk about. But we have to be, make sure that the Trump supporters reach out to the, the people who want vengeance and want, uh, want, they're motivated more by, they were putting their fist in the air and say, lock her up, and they meant it angrily. Those people we, got, we have to deal with and say, look, 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 look. If he doesn't do that, you can't throw him under the bus for one thing. I'm trying to think that there, there was a, an expression, vengeance is mine, saith the crowd, was it? Yeah. The, was it, saith. Uh, right. So anyway. Um, but anyway. We, yeah, it's we not just, ours. Uh, you know, it's not ours. And, and not ours. if he has a good reason for not doing, like, for instance, the wall. Uh, if you're upset about the wall, I don't think he's going to build that wall. But not because he was lying about it. Just because it's not the reasonable thing to do. It's just not the reasonable thing to do. Using a wall in some areas, using cameras in others, et cetera, et cetera, that's fine. That's fine. But if he doesn't if come through fixed. on, if it's effective, if it doesn't come through, he doesn't come through on literally, you know, what he said he was going to do, as long as it's effective and moving in the right direction, we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Look how difficult it was in 2006 when they had a law that said Congress shall build the fence. And the fence was even mandated as to what kind of fence to build. Yeah. It was and all the money a was a double there. fence with the road down the middle. And yep. all the money was there and it was allocated. And they never did it. Yep. They, they built 5% of it. Yep. So it's really difficult. And to the do. president only has so much power and we cannot give him more power. Because again, if you want vengeance, you're going to pay a very high price for the next time. Whether let's say it's in eight years, say it. Let's say it goes really, really well, and it's in twelve years, but it could be in four years. Don't give him power. We've got to dismantle the power of the of the president. And if he can't get things done constitutionally, then we should not by hook or by crook, get things done. I mean, you know, we, t- we, we uh, obviously had real preferences uh, in the primary. Um, but, you know, when it came to the general, we were pretty agnostic about it, honestly. I didn't, ha- I didn't have a real passion here or there mm-hmm. um, for what happened last night because I did not have a lot of faith. There are positive things, though, to take from this in that, like, you know, the Hillary Clinton thing is over. Yeah. It's over. Oh, that's really um, positive. That's a big deal. Uh, it is. I mean, and, and the, the fact that she is no longer going to be uh, in, in, our, in, the, in, in the public sphere uh, directing policy for us is a great thing how about the, to celebrate today. How about hanging on to the Senate for Republicans? Huge, yeah. That is massive. It looks like 50, it could be anywhere 52 from 51 right to 53 now. seats. It Maybe. looks like it's going to be, uh, because you still have Louisiana, there will be a runoff there. Um, so you have that, and you also have uh, New Hampshire, which is really close. You know, well, for those who want as to, we stood right now, it was 52. Is that not accurate? Those who wanted to dismantle the system, you have the power to do that now. Because yeah. he had coattails. It's not like and, he came in and he destroyed the political party. He had coattails. In the first and, 100 days, they should repeal and replace Obamacare. Yeah, they, 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 oh, there's, there's a tons, it. there's tons of things 
that they should do. The first hundred days, um, I hope that his team was up late last night because the word is that yesterday, beginning yesterday morning, they were convinced they were going to lose. All indications were that they were going to lose. And um, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. The Senate, so, the Senate maybe had, to me, the biggest surprise of them all. First of all, Pat Toomey holds his seat, which was, I, I did not think that was going Pat to happen. Pat Toomey held his seat? Yeah, Pat Toomey held, won by a point and a half. Holy I, cow. Remember, uh, Trump won Pennsylvania, so that's, that, you know, I, that was a good environment for Toomey to win. Uh, and Ron Johnson is the real surprise. We had, not Ron, we had Ron Johnson on our board, not in the toss-up category, but in the lean Democrat category. And Ron Johnson pulls it off and holds his seat in Wisconsin, a huge one. And again, Trump also won Wisconsin. Uh, so that's a huge win. Um, you know, so right now you're at 52 um, with a very close race in New Hampshire. Um, so, so it could be three, 53. I think it could be 53. Right. And you also have uh, the Louisiana I mean, that's situation. amazing. Which it could be 54. No, I think it's 51 to 53 is the range. Um, I think the recount, 52 counts Louisiana. Oh, it does? Um, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, I think the, the Republican, I, you know, we, we can go through those results in a bit. But, uh, you know, it's, it was a really good night for Republicans. And, you know, we've been talking, you know, one of the weird things we talked about throughout the election process was, you know, and Trump said this a million times. We don't win anymore. We don't win anymore. Let's, let's stop and think about this for a second. 2010 was the biggest wave election for Republicans in a century. 2012 was a loss, and that's part of it. But 2014 was also a wave election for Republicans. And now 2016 is a big year for Republicans again. 2018, the Senate sets up really well for Republicans. Here is if If we do and listen to the people. If the next two years we play games, we don't return the power to the people and do the right things. And remember... Pray for President Trump. Pray for him. Because there is a there is a, a catastrophe with Russia. There's a catastrophe in the Middle East. There's a catastrophe in Europe. There's a catastrophe with the banking system. There's a catastrophe behind every corner. To thread this needle is going to be extraordinarily difficult to get to two years, to get to four years. He's going to need all the prayer power possible. And I will tell you that uh, he should get it because this is the largest turnout of evangelicals in American history. That's phenomenal. Back in just a second. Now this, the only thing certain is uncertainty. You know that and I know that. Um Reading the wrong commercial. Sorry about that. Let me tell you about Blinds.com. There's no uncertainty there. Um, Uncertainty um, is not needed with Blinds.com because even if you screw up, they're going to replace them for free. They will remake them. How would you know? How would I know what? Yeah, that they would replace them if you screw it up. Because it says it right here. Yeah, but you don't have any actual proof of that. Uh, You've never never happened to you. I mean, Maybe once. We're just the one time, though. Well, maybe... More than they replace it more than once if you screw up. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I, I, um, huh? How do you heard they'll do that? I've heard that they'll do it up to like three times. (laughs) Blinds.com has a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee if you mismeasure. 
You even pick the wrong color. They'll remake your blinds for free. Get made to order custom blinds without paying the custom prices at blinds.com. Through November 21st, buy three blinds and get the fourth blind free. Blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get the special offer. Three blinds. Fourth blind is free at blinds.com. Promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions do apply. Glenn Beck. Want to see Glenn live? If you're coming to Texas, you can. Join us at Mercury Studios in Dallas for a taping of Glenn's television show. To reserve your seat, email tickets at glennbeck.com with your information. That's tickets at glennbeck.com. Mercury. Back. Looks like uh, Hillary Clinton is still in the car waiting. She was supposed to give a speech 20 minutes ago. Um, I don't know if she's on the phone with somebody or uh, or what, but she's uh, st- apparently still in the car, and we're waiting for her to give her concession speech. We'll have more on that um, as she gives it. Um, and a lot more to the show that you don't want to miss. Let it's me possible she, can't, she just can't face it. I know. I mean, she I mean, just can't bring last night was do dis- it. Last night was disappointing. I, I was her, really disappointed for her. Yes. Oh, oh her. disappointing that she didn't give it last night. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was definitely, but I don't expect much good thing, much good from her. No, you? I know, but she had her no. thing set up to speak with the glass ceiling uh, there where she was supposed to speak, and so it would have been a good time for her to say that. You know, I, guess what? She'd already broken through the glass ceiling, yeah. running for president, whether she right. won or not. Yeah, she was nominated. The 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 the, the thing that I noticed was that Donald Trump. Um, last night did not spend a lot of money on the stage and everything else. It was a nice stage, but it was a normal stage. This thing that the Democrats yeah. had that cost them a fortune. They'd already they had planned, stuff, right? Yeah, they had already canceled the fireworks. They had fireworks uh, planned yeah, over the Hudson. Yeah, I mean, ah, so so they they just so they, they this were was spend some money on that. Yeah, this was just in the bag. They just yeah. this in the bag and. And they canceled the fireworks early on. Yes, they did. They knew there was trouble. Uh, I think as soon as they didn't win, uh, what state was it that won an hour? Oh, Connecticut. They didn't win Connecticut right away, and they're like, yeah. Romney lost Connecticut in a minute, and it took them over an hour to count. Hour and twenty six minutes. Yeah, that that was phenomenal. That's when we that's when we looked at because we lived in Connecticut, and that's when we all looked at each other went, uh oh, because that is as Democrat as you can come. And for it to take more than a minute to decide that the Democrat has won wasn't good. Wasn't good. Well, for her, I could care less, if it, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. It's not good for her. But, I mean, what's not good for her has been very good for the country. Uh, so, you know, look, Donald Trump's got an opportunity here. I hope he takes it. I, I really do. Back in just a minute.
Hillary Clinton has not delivered her concession speech yet. She's now a half hour late for it. We'll uh, get to it and cover it as uh, as we can. We also have I have some things that I I I, I want to warn the left about because they're already starting to walk down this road and they can make things much much worse. Um, and uh, just from a guy who knows and has learned the lesson of the last eight years, please give me a chance to speak to you so you don't make the same mistake and divide the nation even further. Um, we have to come together. Some Half the nation is in mourning today. The other half of the nation is... I, I would say the other half is celebrating, but I think there's part of that 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 aren't quite sure. They're hopeful. They're hopeful, but not celebrating. I think that's a good place to be, to be hopeful and not necessarily celebrating. But for those who had a big victory last night, it was colossal. It was huge. And congratulations to President-elect Donald Trump who is now my president and your president and all of our presidents. And we have to do everything we can to make sure he succeeds if his policies are constitutional and right for America. But we have to wish him well. Um, We'll start with bringing our family back together right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have... We've heard the America is a dysfunctional family analogy a lot, but if you'll indulge me here for a second, I have uh, I have some framework here that I would like to share with you um, that I think wraps up the longest and most um, contentious election cycle, at least in my lifetime. I don't know what your family is like, but my family is very dysfunctional. And there are things that we don't agree on. And there are things that we have pounded each other on. And there are old scars and old wounds in our family that go deep. There are deep uh, distrust and misunderstandings. And, and, and just there's a lot of problems in our family. But I think that's what every family is like. They're still my family, but for a reason. What we've learned about our family or what we look at, if we look at our family, especially if you have a dysfunctional one, what you can learn from that dysfunctional family may be the secret to healing these bitter divisions that are tearing us apart as a nation. I've shared with you this letter before, a letter from Ronald Reagan to his daughter, Patty. Um, he was estranged from Patty. And he writes this beautiful letter and he says, you know, in light of my birthday and all everything that's going on, the song comes to mind as the days dwindle, uh, dwindle uh, by. Um, and dwindled to a, uh, a few cherished days. We've, We know what's true. He writes this beautiful letter to her where he says, Patty, 
Can't we come together, please? He he writes to Patty. Now, I didn't know this, but this over a 20-year period, this is the 14th letter that he wrote to her over a 20-year period. And they were all the same. And every single letter said, please let us put our differences beside. Now, remember, she wrote an autobiography. She tore him apart. She was drugs, alcohol. He never gave up on her. Even though the story goes is that this letter that we have is was sold for drug money. It was one of the last ones he wrote. A desperate plea. Trying to do anything to have his daughter come back into the family. This letter is really, really touching. They had been estranged for 17 years. And it has a ton of wisdom in it. He starts with a kind word, how much he loves her and misses her. And then he says, can we please come together? And this is now three years before, two years before he's diagnosed with Alzheimer's. He's celebrating his 80th birthday. And he understood that speaking and listening, dialogue, not monologue, is the first step to reconciliation. And that's what he called for. He said, my time to come back together with you is running out. Please, the days are dwindling down to a, a sacred few. And he suggests that we come together and we have a conversation, we hear each other out. And he said, even, even if there are differences, does this mean that we, we should abandon one another? He said, and there's always charges and countercharges, but we should listen to each other to see if those charges are even true. Ronald Reagan, as a man, not a president, as a dad, understood that reasonable minds will disagree. But he says, even if there are differences, which there will be in every family, and quite honestly, there will be in a country of 320 million people, do they justify the end of a relationship? Can't we disagree without abandoning one another? I'm a pretty flawed guy, and you know that. But I'm a guy who tries to admit my mistakes. And one of my mistakes was, while the Trump supporters took Donald Trump seriously, but not literally, I took him literally and not seriously. And he's my president now, and I will support him. But I want to do so and keep my values and the things that I learned from the last presidency. I've been trying to bring people together under a banner of shared ideals and principles and values, but I realized that's not, what, that's not how families work. We don't come together necessarily because of shared values and principles. We don't. There's something else that comes into play. What is it? It's more than blood. I mean, your family, does your family agree on everything? My family argues a lot, but yet we still come together. Why? Because each member chooses to do so. Because in the end, we know these are the people that will be with you for the rest of your life. The last line of the letter that Ronald Reagan 
wrote to Patty. It's beautiful. Uh, we've posted it at glenbeck.com or soon we'll be posting it. You have to read it. But he says, I remember a little girl that once sat on my lap and asked me to marry her. We have so many shared memories as Americans. What might we conjure up that might help us feel for one another again, despite our differences? It's a choice that each of us have to make. I told you last hour that I made the wrong choice with my grandmother, and I regret it at least once a week, I think of my grandmother in this way. Just a passing thought. Three years after this letter was sent, Patty reconciled with her dad. He died 10 years later. He was already in the throes of Alzheimer's. She remained close to her mom until her mom died 12 years after that. Now, I don't know Patty Davis, but I would imagine she regrets the 20 years she lost with her father and mother. I'm sure she cherishes the 22 years that she would have lost, but decided instead that the differences didn't justify a separation. The reason why I bring this up is today, regardless of who won, we need to listen to one another. I know huge differences exist between us, but they don't justify the bitter divide that is tearing us apart. That's a function of politics. The next time you engage with somebody who you disagree with, Follow the pattern of Ronald Reagan's letter. Start with a kind word and a touch of humility and humanity. Remember that as Americans, we share a common experience and identity. When it comes to the facts, question with boldness. See if every charge or countercharge is true. And if they're if those countercharges aren't true or those charges aren't true, reconcile them. Admit where you were wrong. Ask forgiveness for when you're wrong. And if the differences are there and the countercharges are true and the differences still remain, that's okay. Think long and hard of whether they're so significant that they justify terminating your familial relationship. I was helping Rafe memorize some founding quotes, founding father's quotes this weekend. And one was from Ben Franklin that I had never heard. Be slow to make friends but be slower still to lose one. And we talked about it. And what he meant was, you can't really make a friend 
in a short period of time. A friend is somebody who is by your side through thick and thin, and you know when it's the worst, they're still there for you. We haven't been that way to each other. How can we possibly say we're friends when we haven't been there for each other? We need to be there. Half the country feels like they've had their teeth kicked in today. But be slower still to lose friends. Meaning, once those people have proven themselves to you, Boy, question over and over and over again on why you would say this one point is enough to drive a wedge. Sponsor, this half hour is my Patriot Supply. So what happens next? I don't know, but we'll be fine. It's, it's amazing because the left is now saying so many of the things that we were saying and our worry for the country. And they were talking last night and this morning about economic collapse and the whole, the whole world is crumbling before us. I thought that was crazy talk. Maybe you guys should prepare. Maybe this will be a blessing because now maybe they'll see the possibility of what we've been seeing and say, no, it, it may not all be fine. And maybe they can stock up on food. Right now, my Patriot Supply has a one-year emergency food supply offer exclusive for this program. You buy one year's worth of food at $997. That is a savings of about half. It's $800 savings. That is $2.73 a day. A day, not a meal, a day. That's That's less than a dollar per meal. It's insanity. This offer's not gonna last long. You'll have food for a whole year for one adult or... If you have a family of four, for three months, call 800-946-2325. 800-946-2325. It doesn't have to be a disaster. It has to be times are tough, and I don't have enough money to make it to the grocery store this month. Have it. Have it there. Take this load off your shoulders. Preparewithglenn.com. Order now. Sleep well tonight. Not going to last long. Preparewithglenn.com. 800-946-2325. Preparewithglenn.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. I will be natural. Listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You know what's amazing is we're looking at this uh, concession speech that Hillary Clinton is supposed to be giving here in a few minutes. The amount of people that are crying in the audience is um, is is quite large. We have to have empathy for you know people that we don't understand um, because they this is this is deep, and I have to tell you. The one I really do feel empathy for today, and I can't believe 
I have so much empathy for her is Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she has worked her whole life for president. And she thought as of yesterday afternoon, she was going to be the president. I mean, you know, she was with Saul Alinsky from the beginning. And I, I, I am so glad that corruption didn't stand. Because what brought her down was the corruption. Yeah, that's why I don't I mean, feel a bit bad for her. Yeah, I don't Not either, but I mean, I feel bad because bad it's policy. a bad, it's She's a bad, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Person. I, mean, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I mean, I mean, it is a weird I'm thing the, to think about. I'm the head of the anti-Benghazi fan club, I know, I, I know. Um, but uh, it just as a person, this, this moment is really hard for her. Yeah, um, we wait, another, uh, she's done, she's 70, she's done yeah. she's, yeah, this she's, is it. Uh, we, we have to wait for Chelsea to, to run to get another Clinton. Please don't. Um, one weird, weird thing, and we won't know the res, the results here uh, for a little while, but if you t- combine the 2012 and 2016 election, all the candidates, Donald Trump will likely have the fourth highest popular vote, vote total. The fourth. Wow. Behind Barack Obama, Mitt Romney, Hillary Clinton, and he would finish fourth out of those two elections. Well, but I mean, the population has also expanded greatly. I mean, right, you- that should be in his favor. That should be in Trump's favor. It was 2012 to 2016. 2012 votes are were, there are more votes in 2012 for these candidates. So far, it's close. 60, 65 or 66 million for Obama, 60.9 million for Romney, um, uh, 59.4 million for Hillary, 59.2 million for Trump. As of right now, now some more votes will trickle in. They may wind up passing uh, Romney. It's going to be very close. And that's because Gary Johnson, uh, by the way, picked up about four million votes, which is four times what any libertarian has ever received. And that's not nothing. I mean, that's a, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for them. I think there is some threshold of three percent where they're able to get ballot access and such. So there could be that's a positive for them. So it looks like a vote for Evan McMullen was a vote for Evan McMullen. But a (laughs) a vote for Gary Johnson or a very a vote for Jill Stein was. A vote for Donald Trump. Vote for Donald Trump. A vote for Gary. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, the never Trumpers had no effect on this. And Donald Trump said this from the beginning. And he was right. Yeah, he said, I don't need need you. I don't need your audience. I don't want, and if, if, I'll go a step further. I don't want your audience. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, But he, while everybody was screaming at us, he didn't. Right, to his credit, he didn't need it, and he, he won without it. Now, right. it's, the interesting thing looking at this election, a lot of people are talking about how he, he activated this vote that had never been heard from before. The statistics don't necessarily prove that out. As I pointed out, he finished fourth in popular vote. Um, and so he, it wasn't like he had some incredible popular vote showing, um, but he was able to get the votes in the right places. And one of the things that was the issue, and, and we've talked about it several times as we went through all of our election segments, first of all, the FBI thing was a big factor here. Um, but secondly, the Hispanic vote, which was very activated and, 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 and did not vote for Donald Trump in large numbers, that, was, that helped her in the popular vote, but it was centralized in two states largely that were not swing states, California and Texas. So she picked up tons of votes in those two states from Hispanic voters, but uh, you know, it didn't matter. Because she didn't get those votes. Those weren't, they weren't spread out enough to help her with the Electoral College. Um, and they are going to come after that Electoral College, man, a hard. They already hated it. Yeah. And now this is two well, elections direct, out of five. They want direct democracy. As soon as you yeah. have direct, direct democracy, the republic is over. 
You can't have direct democracy. You can't. That's, I mean, our founders spent a decade trying to figure out why things failed. And it's why our system has lasted far longer than any republic. But again, that's why they keep referring to it as a democracy. Democracy, democracy, democracy over and over and over. Not a democracy. That into people's heads so they'll accept it. Right, because they never work. They always fail because majority rules is not a good idea. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Uma walked out to the speech here and got a standing, standing ovation, ovation in the room. She should have thrown Uma. her out of the room. I'm surprised. And Anthony Weiner that I mean it wasn't her fault. It was you know the you know the Weinergate part 19 uh, that certainly hurt them <laughs> with the FBI. But yeah, they gave her a standing ovation and uh, yay! You've got a dirt big husband. Hang on, yay! Hang on, hang on, hang on. We have not even done the Happy Days theme. Oh my gosh! Uh, but right up. Next to Hillary Clinton's uh, concession speech, I think we need something a little, a little more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're right. Now that she's, here again. she's riding off into the sunset. This is no. It's a little more no back great. Yeah. Subtle Happy Days version for a little more subtle feeling now let's today. Sing a song yeah, you know it's a. Cheer again. Slightly tempered mood. And we thought we'd pick an artist that she would like. Right. Oh, there's no doubt about that. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, Tim Kaine just spoke. He got a standing ovation, and I don't know if he's still speaking. Um, This audience is in absolute shock. No doubt about that. They are in shock. And um, today is the day that we actually have the chance to be better people and, uh, and reach out to our friends who were expecting uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, Clinton, I know I was, and assure them that he's, you know, he's not crazy, and if he is crazy, you'll stand against crazy. You'll stand against crazy. Uh, Because they don't see that. They don't understand this at all. At all. Um, I was on NBC last night with Chuck Todd and Tom Brokaw, and they asked, so... You know, what does this mean? Where's this coming from? And uh, Chuck Todd had already said it right before they introduced me, which I thought was amazing. Um, they they um, they said, um, Chuck said, you know, the problem is we didn't we, we we didn't listen to the people in the center of the country. We don't know who they are. We don't know who they are. That's that's right. That's true. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you know. Can we play that clip of Van Jones mm-hmm. last night? Van Jones had been Mr. You know, come together and and peaceful when they thought they were going to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. they thought they were going to win. It's when you think you're going to lose that that you know 
kind of says everything, or if you have lost that says everything about how you act. This is when they knew they were losing last night. But there's another side to this. People have talked about a miracle. Uh, I'm hearing about a nightmare. Uh, It's hard to be a parent tonight for a lot of us. Uh, You tell your kids, don't be a bully. You tell your kids, I agree. Don't be a bigot. I agree. You tell your kids, do your homework and be prepared. And then you have this outcome and you have people putting children to bed tonight. And they're afraid of breakfast. They're afraid of how do I explain this to my children? I have Muslim friends who are texting me tonight saying, should I leave the country? Stop. I have. Stop, uh, stop, stop. Does anyone believe that? I do believe that. I do believe that. I mean, they might be afraid, but they shouldn't be. They should. Right. right. But it's not going to round up all Muslims. Wait, wait, wait. But by rolling our eyes at them Hmm. and saying, oh, please, come on. That's what they did to us. This is what Donald Trump has said. And if you take him literally and not seriously, you are afraid. So we need to say to those people, and especially the Trump supporters and Donald Trump, need to say to those people, guys, if he, if he did that, I would be standing with you. Although he never said, in fairness, Donald Trump never said, I'm going to get all Muslims out of America. No. He said he was going to stop the new ones from coming in. Yes. And especially Still. from nations that are... Still, all I'm saying is you can understand... You can understand why some people are afraid. Quite honestly, I'll I'll be straight up. Donald Trump, through mediators, and uh, Bannon, through mediators, have sent the message to me that they will work relentlessly, win or lose, to put me out of business. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, was that a campaign thing, or is that real? Because quite honestly, I'm concerned about my livelihood, my freedom of speech. He has said that he is going to put libel laws in place that will super uh, uh, circumvent the First Amendment. What is he going to do with members of the press? What is he going to do with people who stand against him? I don't know. I don't know. If we take him at his word last night. We're in, if we take him at his word last night, together. we're good. Yeah. Now, people will roll their eyes and go, oh, come on, he's not going to do that. Okay. But put yourself in my shoes. When you've been told by a guy who has this record, that's concerning. Yeah, but that's, that's the way because he did say what you're nervous about. He did not say what Van Jones is talking about. I know that. I know that. So it's a little but bit anyway, different, so, but it gets but, worse with uh, Jones yeah, here. Yeah, go ahead. It gets worse. Families of immigrants that are terrified tonight. Again, he didn't say he was going to round up. This was many things. This was a rebellion against the elites. True. It was a complete reinvention of of, of politics and polls. It's true. But it was also something else. We've talked about race. I mean, we've talked about everything but race tonight. We've talked about income. We've talked about class. We've talked about region. We haven't talked about race. This was a white lash. A white lash. White lash. A white lash. Stop it. I, you just told me I should just dismiss it. I know. I mean, it's hard. I, I it's hard, hard not to. I understand, you know, but I mean, it's, it's just tough. But here she is. Okay, Hillary Clinton has just walked on stage, and she looks good. She's wearing uh, purple, uh, very regal-looking. Um, it's a less mild-looking outfit. Than it she is a less Very nice. Recently. Very nice. So yeah. let's, let's listen in to Hillary Clinton. We're retirement home. <laughs> 
She says in the speech she's good. It's a way forward. She looks rested. She looks sincerely happy. She got plenty of sleep last night. She didn't get up to give the speech then. She does look happy. She does. She looks sincerely happy. But, I mean, it's over. Right? Her job, though, right? Thank I mean, you. right. We're all happy it's over, but I mean, it's her job to come out there and not be sobbing, right? Right. That's her gig. That's hard, though, after a lifetime. Oh, sure. Bill doesn't look as happy right behind her. No. His expression. He, he doesn't look very happy. Bill's they have to go, you know, get on the tandem bike now at the <laughs> Sun City. Bill was hoping to be back at the East Wing. Shut up. Let her talk. Thank you. Thank you you so very much for being here. And I love you all, too. Um, Last night, I congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our country. I hope that he will be a successful president for all Americans. This is not the outcome we wanted or we worked so hard for. And I'm sorry that we did not win this election for the values we share and the vision we hold for our country. But I feel, I feel pride and gratitude for this wonderful campaign that we built together, this vast, diverse, creative, unruly, energized campaign. You represent the best of America, and being your candidate has been one of the greatest honors of my life. I almost believe it. I do believe it. Usually she doesn't have a reason to lie. To lie, but she doesn't need one. But I I know how disappointed you feel because I feel it too. And so do tens of millions of Americans who invested their hopes and dreams in this effort. This is painful, and it will be for a long time. But I want you to remember this. Our campaign was never about one person or even one election. It was about the country we love and about building an America that's hopeful, inclusive, and big-hearted. We have seen that our nation is more deeply divided (laughs) than we thought. But I still believe in America, and I always will. And if you do, then we must accept this result and then look to the future. Donald Trump is going to be our president. We owe him an open mind and the chance to lead. No kidding. Our constitutional democracy enshrines Mm -hmm. the peaceful transfer of power. This is working the way the founders foresaw it. And we don't just respect that. Thank God. We cherish it. It also enshrines other things. This is why we have peaceful transitions every time. The principle that we are all equal in rights and dignity, freedom of worship and expression. We respect and cherish these values, too, and we must defend them. Amen. I agree with it. And 
And let me add, our constitutional democracy demands our participation, not just every four years, but all the time. So let's do all we can to keep advancing the causes and values we all hold dear, making our economy work for everyone, not just those at the top, protecting our Good country and protecting our planet, and breaking down all the barriers that hold any American back from achieving their dreams. We've spent a year and a half bringing together millions of people from every corner of our country to say with one voice that we believe that the American dream is big enough for everyone, for people of all races and religions, for men and women, for immigrants, for LGBT people, and people with disabilities, for everyone. Except the unborn. <laughs> it's amazing. I think this is the outfit she was going to wear last night. Yeah. Because it's beautiful and um, so now, very, very regal and almost looks like a tuxedo in a way. Is to keep doing our part to build but it has that purple better, lapels stronger, on it. fairer America we seek. And I know you will. The combination of red and blue. I am so grateful to stand with all of you. I want to thank Tim Kaine and Ann Holton for being our partners on this journey. It has been a joy getting to know them better, and it gives me great hope and comfort to know that Tim will remain on the front lines of our democracy representing Virginia in the Senate. Me too. Yes, me too. I'm really strengthened and bolstered by that. To Barack and Michelle Obama, Mm -hmm. our country owes you an enormous debt of gratitude. No. Say no on that. No. They owe us an apology and the Constitution. All right. All right. We have one day. <laughs> we, we thank you for your graceful, determined leadership that has meant so much to so many Americans and people across the world. And to Bill and Chelsea, Mark, Charlotte, Aiden, our brothers and our entire family, My love for you means more than I can ever express. You crisscrossed this country on our behalf and lifted me up when I needed it most. Even four-month-old Aiden, who traveled with his mom. I will always be grateful to the creative, talented, dedicated men and women at our headquarters in Brooklyn and across our country. There it is. There it is. Hillary Clinton and her uh, concession speech. It honestly makes you proud to be an American. It does. It does. It does. That's the way it's yep. supposed to work. That's the way it does work. That's the way it's worked Ooh, no. every single time. Now, other than the Civil War. We said earlier today we were going to get rid of all of the, purge the audio vault of all of the Trump stuff and start fresh now that he's president. So The process has already all, begun. Already begun. 
We're already up to purging of uh, to over 200 sound bites. That said to me, uh, should I take out the Hillary? And I said, no, we're going to ceremonially retire those on Friday. <laughs> now this, Liberty Safe. Gun sales are growing at an incredible rate. If you own guns, do what I do, and I protect them in a Liberty Safe. Tanya and I have um, <clears throat> Liberty Safe. We have one uh, up at the ranch, too, a, a really great Liberty Safe, just a gun safe. <clears throat> but we put everything um, a value in them, not just guns, rare items. Um, uh, you know, we put the pictures of our family um, in them. Do your own homework. You will find that Liberty makes great safes, and they're number one in America for a reason. Um, because they all come with a lifetime warranty. Their customer service is number one, and you're just not getting in or getting away with a Liberty Safe. Right now, you can save up to $250 off <clears throat> when you buy a Liberty Safe. Go to libertysafe.com, use the promo code BECK. Discounts are automatic and matching mail-in rebate is also offered for the best-built safe on the planet, bar none. Go to libertysafe.com, type in the code name BECK, Liberty Safe, code name BECK. Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven back. Mercury. Is the Glenn Beck program? I will. I will tell you that you can say whatever you want about the Clintons, but I have talked to people who are close to the Clintons, and they tell me the same thing. They are in a. In, and this is weird to say, but they're madly in love with each other. <laughs> I agree with that. Pat I does do not, not believe. Yeah, Pat, I, I have heard that. You know what from they're madly close in love friends. with power. They're madly in love with I don't power know. and being I in mean, the White House. That's what I think they are too. With. But I, I think genuinely he is genuinely sorry, <laughs> not because of the loss of power or anything else, but That's because right. of it was her dream to be there. Yeah. I think they. I think he loves her and she loves him even more. No way. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. 